1: Here's a headline that the White House didn't want you to read. Not a healthy environment. Kamala Harris office rife with dissent. There is dysfunction inside the VP's office. Aides and administration officials say and well, it's coming from the top. In other words, from one staffer who spoke, of course, without giving her name, the Vice President of the United States of America treats everybody like SHI. You get my point. When Vice President Kamala Harris finally made the decision to visit the Mexico border last week, people inside her own office were blindsided by the news. For days, aides and outside allies have been calling and texting with each other about the potential fallout that a potential trip would entail. But when it became known that she was going to El Paso, where she technically didn't even visit the border... It left many in her office scrambling, including officials who were responsible for making travel arrangements and others outside the VP's office charged with crafting the message across the administration. The handling of the border visit was the latest chaotic moment for a staff that's quickly become mirrored in them. In other words, it's a joke. Harris's team is experiencing, quote, low morale, and that's hard to do after only being in office for a little over 100 days. Porous lines, they say, of communication and diminished trust among aides and senior officials. In other words, the ship is sinking of the vice presidency. Much of the frustration internally is directed at Harris's chief of staff, a veteran of Democratic politics who began working for her Earlier this year in interviews, Politico reports 22 current and former vice presidential aides administration officials and associates of Harris and Biden described a tense and at times dire office atmosphere. Aides and allies said that her chief of staff is in an apparent effort to protect Harris has instead created an environment where ideas are ignored or met with harsh dismissals and decisions are dragged out. Often, they say, she even refuses to take responsibility for delicate issues and blames staffers for the negative results that ensue when she actually does her job. A perfect example is when she went to Guatemala. Another example is when she did an interview saying, well, I haven't been to Europe yet. What does it matter? Meaning, you know, I haven't been to the border yet. What does it matter? Even though she's in charge of the border crisis. Now, I've been saying this for a while now. And people are starting to agree with me. It's not a border crisis for this administration. They want a open border, and they want chaos at the border, and they want millions of people to come across the border as fast as they can so they can give them amnesty. They want to fundamentally change this country. Why do you think when she went down there, you had the congresswoman stand up at the podium right next to Kamala Harris when they got off the plane and said, we are the new Ellis Island of America. We are the capital of the border. Referring to El Paso. They're acting like this is a positive thing. Now, remember, while this is going on, you have the Texas governor and Donald Trump who are actually trying to slow things going on at the border. The migrant surge shows no sign of slowing down and Texas is now being forced to protect their own border by building their own border wall. Back to Harris. While much of the ear is aimed at Harris's chief, Of staff, Two administration officials said the VP herself also bears significant responsibility for the way her office is actually being run. It all starts at the top, said one of the administration officials, who, like others, requested no one know who they are. So they could speak candidly about a sensitive matter. Quote, people are thrown under the bus from the very top from day one. There are short fuses and it's an abusive environment. Now, imagine if this article was being written about the vice president's office, Mike Pence, under Donald Trump, or even Donald Trump's White House, right? Imagine if just after 100 days in, you could have 22 current and former vice presidential aides in 150 days who are willing to go off the record, but on the record with a major publication like Politico to tell you that the vice president has an abusive environment within her office. Another person with direct knowledge of how office Harris's offices run said, quote, it's not a healthy environment and people often feel mistreated. It's not a place where people feel supported, but a place where people feel treated like blank. The blank is S.H.I. You get the point. The dysfunction in the V.P.'s ranks threatens to complicate the White House's carefully crafted image as a place staffed by a close knit group of professionals. And remember, Joe Biden said day one, if any of you are bullying anybody, you'll be fired immediately. Yeah, well, does that include your vice president or her chief of staff? Of course, that was all for the cameras, right? That was all about we're better than the Trump organization or the Trump White House. And so we are at this kumbaya inclusive place. And if you bully anybody and belittle anybody beneath you as we work as a team, you'll be fired immediately. That's a lie. It's always been a lie. Proof of it is the fact that your vice president's office and all of these coming forward saying we're treated like SHI. You get the point. The dysfunction in the VP's ranks threatens to complicate everything now. Including the president's agenda. Now the White House is very concerned. It's pronounced enough that members of the president's own team have now taken notice and are concerned about the way Harris staffers are treated. Simone Sanders, who was a little upset she didn't get the White House press secretary job as a woman of color and some white chick got it. She got a second backup job. Uh, You know, we're sorry you didn't get that job, but here's a decent one with a decent title. She's now senior advisor and chief spokesperson for the vice president Harris. She, of course, doing her job. Why? Because she can't tell the truth. She pushed back against the complaints and defended the chief of staff, saying she has an open door policy and that black women like me. Yeah. Play the race card. That fixes everything. Would not have the opportunity to work in politics without Tina. Well, that's not true because I actually know Simone Sanders. I've worked with Simone Sanders at CNN. She had opportunities as a black woman long before the chief of staff, who clearly is running an abusive office, Tina, as she puts it. Whether she was there or not, Simone Sanders would still have a job. Simone Sanders would still be prominent in the Democratic Party. Simone Sanders is a black woman. And to say that Without the chief of staff of the vice president, she wouldn't have a job. It's just a lie. But hey, throw out the race card. Black women like me would not have the opportunity to work in politics without Tina. Of the chief of staff's anonymous critics, she added, quote, people are cowards to do this this way. Well, if you speak up publicly, they know they're going to be fired. So they decided to all get together and they decided to open up a can on you guys because you're crazy.
3: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Don't worry, Simone Sanders has an excuse for the abusive workplace of the vice president's office. She's the senior advisor and chief spokesman, so she would know. It's the best quote I've ever heard from someone who's supposed to be good at doing media. I say that sarcastically, quote, we are not making rainbows and bunnies all day. (laughs) So you got a bunch of people whistleblowing, 150 days into your administration, right? And your quote is, we're not making rainbows and bunnies all day, so it's okay. What I hear is that people have hard jobs, and I'm like, welcome to the club, Sanders added. We have created a culture where people, if there is anything anyone would like to raise, there are avenues for them to do so. Whoever has something they would like to raise, they should raise it directly. Well, they didn't because it's not a safe place to raise those questions. That's exactly why you have 22 current and former vice presidential aides, administration officials, and associates who are describing it as an atmosphere where they're treated like blank. Response from the vice president's office, we are not making rainbows and bunnies all day. There you go. Harris and... The chief of staff defenders also note that women in power, let's get the race card out there full go, quote, black women in particular are subjected to standards that men often don't have to deal with and don't have to clear. So let me get this straight. You're now accusing your own staff of being racist towards you, the staff that you chose, the staff that you want Americans to believe is the best staff in America. And you you're you're now saying this. Wow. Wow. So a tough and demanding office environment is racist if you're a black woman from the people that you hired who are now accusing you of this. And by the way, no one's accusing you of racism, just so you know. They're just saying it's an abusive relationship. Tough and demanding office environment may be seen as a virtue for one and a sign of disorder and lack of leadership for another. But for some of the people who know Harris best, it's become an all too familiar pattern for a politician who has churned through several groups of staff on her rise and took office with a team almost entirely new to her. Just six months in, some of those aides in the office of the vice president said they are eyeing other employment opportunities. Others have left already. In recent days, two top advanced staffers parted ways with Harris and what they and Harris officials have said were long-planned departures. That's a lie. A point disputed by other people familiar with the matter because who gets a job and only stays 150 days and then says it's a long plan that they're leaving? Think about that. One of those staffers, the deputy director of Advance, the departure came down to, quote, a difference in opinion on how things should run. According to another person familiar with the matter who said Harris's office is run very different from the Obama operation when that same person previously worked. If you have an opinion about how things should run and it's not listened to, that can be frustrating, she said. There you go. A third Harris aide who worked with her on her digital team left the staff after opting not to relocate to Washington from Brooklyn. Anita Dunn, a senior advisor to the president, defended the chief of staff as well as the decision to keep news of the border trip contained among a small group of people saying Harris's office didn't want to leak and turn it into a spectacle. Really? I don't believe that either. It was closely held, and there may be people whose feelings were a little hurt on her staff that they weren't brought into the discussion, but any suggestion that was mishandled or kept a secret from people who needed to know about the agreements or the arrangements or needed to know about it is absolutely not true. Asked if she was aware of the complaints about VP Harris, Dunn replied that it was not anywhere near what you are describing. Her chief of staff is a longtime Democratic operative, by the way, who worked for President Bill Clinton's White House, as well as Clinton's reelection campaign and Vice President Al Gore's 2000 campaign. She's part of an informal group of black women who've worked together for decades in Democratic politics, which include Donna Brazil, Ms. Moore and others. Look, Tina's strong. She's intelligent. She's driven and she expects strong, intelligent, driven people around her. But some people may find strong, driven, smart people intimidating. But I think that's more projection than reality because that's just not Tina's intent or style, the White House is now saying, and nothing in her experience would lead you to think that she's an intimidating person. Well, that's not true because there's 22 other people that are saying the opposite of that. Just know that. Chief of Staff is respected among operatives beyond that group. Indeed, some of the biggest names in Democratic politics who had gotten word of it called in advance of the story to speak well of her. Man, sounds like they've got an orchestrated operation over there to try to save her A-double-S. Others, of course, went on social media to push back on a CNBC report that said the chief of staff's role as a gatekeeper for Harris was rolling outside allies, was rolling, as you say, outside allies, and big donors who have seen their access to her severely curtailed. The thrust of their critique was it's the chief of staff's role to shield their boss from outside influences and ensure only important matters land on their desk. She has developed a reputation for taking that position to an extreme, often refusing to delegate and second-guessing other staffers. According to people with direct knowledge of her time as President Bill Clinton's post-presidential chief of staff, the job she held before Harris hired her. People who Clinton knew for decades all of a sudden couldn't get through to him because... Tina choked off contact one of the people said speaking on condition of course we don't know who they are because Clinton didn't use email he only used his Blackberry to communicate with family close friends and a handful of aides she was able to keep many friends of Bill out well it's part of the chief of staff's job to limit access to her boss the person added you can't just flat out ignore people and not get back to them In interviews with Politico, some aides and allies are concerned Harris is being ill-served by stepping too far back and letting her political apparatus be run by somebody else. Look, this is what you get when you get an inexperienced individual who has an anger problem. Look at how she treats the media. In this position, you don't get 22 people this quick to attack The first lady's office saying they're treated like blank and quitting jobs where you have access to the White House and you're supposed to have access to the vice president unless it's God awful work conditions. That's clearly what it is. It's an abusive relationship and everybody now is talking about it. And the fact that their response to it is, well, we're black, so that's racism from the staff that you actually hired and quote we're not making rainbows and bunnies all day tells you just how bad it really is if that is your best response we're not making rainbows and bunnies all day to defend this workplace environment game on and and by the way don't think this is the first time that Harris has had issues i want to make that very clear Harris has had a lot of issues in the past a lot go back and look at different articles that were written about Harris it's not this isn't the first time you know State operations director for the VP's presidential campaign wrote in her resignation letter quote the treatment of the staff over the last two weeks was the final straw go back and look at that New York Times article as a senator the Harris VP office, Reminds me of the Sacramento Bee editorial calling out Harris for claiming she was completely unaware that a senior aide she knew for 14 years was serially harassing colleagues. That's another article you can go see from the Sacramento Bee. Another example. And remember all the stories about how the White House, this White House is different and is tightly run ship without divas and celebrity staffers? Yeah, that's not true either. I mean they haven't been in office very long and it's already this bad but look at how Harris treats the media look at how she gets angry with anyone that asks her a tough question imagine what she does behind closed doors this is taught my friends plain and simple this is a this is a taught way of doing things this is from the top down it's not like she doesn't know this is going on from her chief of staff 22 staffers doing this after 150 days. Come on. Really?
3: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You take a step back from everything that I just told you about Kamala Harris, her chief of staff, 22 staffers, and people that are running for other jobs when they barely started this administration. I mean, you got three plus years to go, three and a half years to go, more than three and a half years to go. It's going to be a while. And this is already how bad it is in her office. Now take a step back from this. And I want you to think about the Democratic Party. Isn't the Democratic Party supposed to be the party where you believe people? Isn't the Democratic Party supposed to be the woke party? Isn't the Democratic Party supposed to be the ones that say you don't abuse people, you don't abuse women. And now you actually have women that are abusing other women. And then they're claiming it's because they're black. So you're saying that your own staff members are actually racist towards you. That's a story. And again, where's the media? really going into this I I gave you this this story because it's one group of individuals in the media that decide to actually do their job one one where are all the others can you imagine if Donald Trump's White House was actually this bad can you imagine if it was this dysfunctional can you imagine if this many people are quitting the Vice President office, Mike Pence's office, oh my gosh, they would be saying, should they resign? Right, if you're abusing people, if you're treating people like SHI, you get the point. If it's a toxic work environment, there would be total wall-to-wall coverage and demands for the Vice President to step down, certainly the Chief of Staff. We really haven't seen much of that. What's also interesting is look at how many Democrats have come to the aid and defense of Harris and her chief of staff. A ton of them. Because they don't give a crap how they treat people. It's about power for them. They will go scorched earth on anyone that gets in their way. They don't care. When they tell you they care about your feelings and they care about how you're treated and they care about women and they care about minorities they clearly don't because if they did you would have a different response from the top from the vice president's office the white house has even become concerned about this but what are they going to do right you're going to you're going to criticize two african-american women which is exactly why they played the race card it was a brilliant move you have an african-american woman chief of staff and an african-american and kamala harris and are you really going to not take that opportunity to defend yourself by saying, well, they're just criticizing a black woman who's powerful. You know, if a man did this, there would be no issues. They would just be looking at them as being strong. But because we're women of color, we're treated differently. Y'all picked your staff. I I, I mean, y'all picked your staff. You did it. You're the ones that did it. You're the ones that picked your actual staff. And your staff is saying this about you. You chose them. You interviewed them. You hired them. And now they're turning on you. And you want me to believe that this is somehow a race issue? Well, then you hired a bunch of racists. I mean, let's do it that way, right? You hired a bunch of racists. If you believe that your staff is abandoning you, then, you, then you're the ones that did it. You're the ones that hired the racists. That's what you did. You're the ones that hired the racists. I, I, I don't know what else to say. That's literally on you. Now, do I think anything will change this? No, because you cannot criticize Kamala Harris as an African-American woman. That's something you are not allowed to do. You can't do it. The media will hit this story. More will continue to resign. There will be more chaos. There will be more people that get fired. or They'll do a deep dive into this, and they'll move other people around who they believe there'll be a total internal witch hunt, and more women who are in that office will disappear. That is what will happen. Get ready for it. It's going to happen. All right. As I've said before, if you like this show, please subscribe to it. It's free. Please write us a review and please share it with your family and your friends on social media. Hit that little share arrow and share it right now so other people can hear this information that the mainstream media clearly is never, ever going to cover. See you back here tomorrow.